Welcome back to Straight Up Utes. I'm Matt Patton. This is episode number five, and we get to talk about the Utes' great game over the USC Trojans. What a fun game that was. What a great game to watch as a Ute fan. It finally all came together. It was so good to see the passing game work so well. It's been a long time since we've seen a Ute quarterback throw for over 300 yards. Cam Rising looks spectacular. He was putting the ball right on the money. Great accuracy. He was making great decisions. The really nice thing about this game, no turnovers, no fumbles. Cam Rising fumbled it once on a bad snap, but was able to collect the ball before it was taken away. So no, no turnovers, no interceptions. That's great to see. Um, once again, another Ute running back goes for over 100 yards rushing. Tavion Thomas trusted once again to carry the ball, and he did a fantastic job. So really good to see that. 16 carries, 113 yards, and a touchdown. So efficient. Tavion Thomas, he's just bowling through that USC defensive front. He looked fantastic. The defense looked really good. Uh, USC had 26 points, allowed Slovis to throw for 401 yards, allowed Drake London to get his yards. London had 162 yards and a touchdown. I don't think anybody was surprised by that. I'm not sure that there's any defense um, that they're going to face that'll be able to stop Drake London, quite honestly. He's tall. He's, he's, uh, he's a great route runner. He's tough to stop, but I thought... Yes, he had 162 yards. They threw it to him several times. Um, I thought Clark Phillips did a fantastic job guarding him. He didn't allow he didn't allow London to make as many big plays as I think USC was hoping for. I am um, Phillips was credited for three pass breakups, uh, and and really he was all over London. You could tell that he was even getting into London's head after a while. Um, just not allowing London to do what he likes to do. And they controlled the line of scrimmage. The Utes rushing game outperformed the USC rushing game. It helped that Keontae Ingram went out with an injury. He was doing really well against the Utes before that injury. Just so many good things to see about this game with the Utes. They controlled the game really from the middle of the second quarter on. It still was a little bit of a slow start. It took a little while to get things going. And then once they got going, nothing seemed to be able to stop them. Still something I'm a little bit concerned with. I'd like to see the offense get going a little faster than it has, but just a great game overall. This is the Utah team that I think many of us were expecting to see at the beginning of the year, and it's finally coming together. And it's coming together at the, at the perfect time because I think the Utes' toughest game might be this game coming up against Arizona State. Still going to be a tough game against Oregon further down the road, but this game against Arizona State, it's always a tough game. Arizona State's defense is always tough. They come out strong. They come out fighting. They try to force turnovers. This is going to be a battle. And really, because this is a Pac-12 South game, this might just be the battle that decides on who will be the Pac-12 South winner. It's a little early for that. A lot can still happen. But you want that tiebreaker. And knowing that Utah and Arizona State are going to be at the top, possibly UCLA could still hang around, but I don't think that they're the same caliber team as Utah and Arizona State. So this game comes down to who wants to control their destiny in the Pac-12 South race. And the way Utah played, 
you got to like their chances, especially since they're at home. The Vegas line's negative one right now. It's minus one in favor of Arizona State. So it's basically a toss-up. And that's about what I would expect it to be as well. These are the two best defenses in the Pac-12. Arizona State has some really nice defensive numbers. It helps, though. They've got, of their 11 defensive starters, 10 are seniors, and the only other one is a junior. So all upperclassmen, almost all seniors, that, that run this defense. In the Pac-12 media days, uh, all-conference teams, they had three make the first or second team defense. They got Lucas, the senior cornerback, Fields, the senior safety, Johnson, the senior end. Um, they had another, uh, Lole, who's their one of their star defensive tackles, but he had a tricep surgery, so he's out. So you got three really solid defenders there, and just overall really good defenders. I did I, I took a look at a few NFL mock drafts to see which of these guys are NFL caliber guys. I didn't see any of them in any of the mock drafts in the first uh, three rounds at the different sites I was looking at. So I think it's just a collectively good defense. Lucas has been really good for for his whole career. He's He was a four-star guy coming in. Um, a lot of talent there. So typically, this is a team that's hard to pass on. They do a good job plugging up the, the run gaps. Um, however... It's a little bit of a de deceiving defense. I mean, right now, they lead the Pac-12 in yards allowed per game. They only they only allow 299 yards per game. They are tops in the Pac-12 in points per game allowed. They only allow 16.2 points per game so far. They lead the Pac-12 in sacks with 21 sacks. Utah's next at 14, so a huge gap there. Tons of sacks. This team puts a ton of, pressures on, a ton of pressure on quarterbacks. Rising, though, does does do a good job facing pressure. The, the Sun Devil defense has also forced eight interceptions. And another thing that they do really well is they don't allow long plays. They don't allow the big plays. So far, the longest pass they've allowed so far is 34 yards, and the, the longest rush they've allowed is 35 yards. So this is a team that's going to try to keep you from making big plays on them. Uh... They're going to try to bring pressure to the quarterback, and they're going to try to force turnovers. I think, um, like I said earlier, those numbers are really good, but I still think the Utes' defense is better, even though the numbers support Arizona State right now on paper. But if you look at who Arizona State has played so far, that explains a lot of why their defensive numbers are so good. So far, they've faced the two bottom offenses in the Pac-12. They faced Colorado and Stanford, who right now are number 11 and number 12 in offensive output. They faced the worst offense in the Mountain West Conference of UNLV. And even SUU, the, the FCS game that they played to open the season, is third worst in the Big Sky. So they have played four of some of the worst offenses in the country. That's going to inflate the numbers, or in this case, deflate the offensive numbers um, that they're allowing. If you look at the two games where they played solid offenses, so BYU and UCLA, they actually gave up quite a bit more, almost average giving up 400 yards per game. So about 100 more than their typical average. They gave up 435 yards to UCLA and 361 yards to BYU, and they lost that game to BYU. So... 
I'm not so sure how good this defense really is. Now, you know, other than the one game where the Utes played really well, which is the last game, um, the Utes offense hasn't necessarily been an offense to fear, but I think that, that the Utes offense is right around where BYU and UCLA's offense is. So I like the Utes' chances of exceeding the 299 yards that Arizona State has allowed. I actually think that Utah matches up really well against Arizona State this year. Arizona State's defense in the last two games has really struggled against tight ends. Um, for Stanford, their tight end, Urasek, he had 118 yards last week against Arizona State. And then the week before that, Dolchich uh, for UCLA ha had 136 yards. Um, and then also when they played BYU, Arizona State gave up 58 yards. So this defense, you know, to be able to stop the deep play to the receivers, they've allowed tight ends to to play well. And that fits perfectly into the U offense. Dalton Kincaid and Brent Keithy have a combined 380 yards and four touchdowns on 32 catches. That's where the Utes like to go with the ball anyway. And so I think you're going to see both Kincaid and Keithy have huge games against Arizona State. Um, seeing the numbers that have been given already, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the two of them combine for over 150 yards against Arizona State and that the Utes go to them early and often. So... That fits really well for the Utes. Um, also, I just love this three-headed running back attack that the Utes have. If you if you take Tavion Thomas, Makai Bernard, and TJ Pleasure, if you combine their stats, they they combine for 105 carries for 654 yards and five touchdowns. That's 6.2 yards per carry. That is so efficient for the run game. And the nice thing is they can choose the back that fits best against their opponent. Um, Thomas has 37 carries, Bernard has 47, and Pleasure has 21. And all these guys are averaging over five yards per carry. Uh, Tavion Thomas right now has the best yards per carry out of the three. Tavion Thomas averages 6.7 yards per carry. And he was finally trusted again in this last game, like I said, uh, after having some fumble issues early on. So the Utes can go with whichever one they want, and no one really knows who they're going to choose until the game gets going. And maybe even the Utes don't know for sure. It does seem that sometimes they just um, roll all three of them out. They kind of figure out who the hot hand is, and they keep going with that guy. But, um, yeah, if they need a, a power back with a little bit of speed like Tavion Thomas, they can go with him. If they want a scat back like TJ Pledger, they can go with him, or if they want somebody that can also be a great receiver like Bernard, they can go with him. And so that, that makes it a lot harder to stop the Utes' offensive attack. And if Cam Rising gets the protection that he got in the last game, which I think should not be overlooked, the offensive line finally looked really good in this last game against USC. They did allow two sacks, but they were creating a lot of good pockets for Rising, giving him time to throw. The other nice thing is the offensive play calling this time by Andy Ludwig was so different. I don't know if they finally decided, you know what, um, we're going out to win this game. We got to open it up a little bit. Um, but the offensive play calling was fantastic. Uh, they were getting the ball out fast, which really helped um, take the pressure off of rising. They were trusting the receivers, throwing it down the field. 
they were they were making pass plays that were timing pass plays where they were throwing it up before the defense even had a chance to look back for the ball and the guys were right where they should be in their routes and rising was hitting them perfectly in stride everything seemed to be working right and that's exactly what you want right before your game against a, a solid defense like Arizona State looking at the one game that Arizona State lost to BYU there was a few things that really stood out to me one is penalties in that game against BYU Arizona State had 16 penalties for 121 yards also BYU did a great job containing Jaden Daniels Daniels had 10 carries for just eight yards they put a ton of pressure on him they sacked him twice they caused two interceptions they they really just made it tough on Daniels Daniels is is a probably the best dual threat quarterback in the Pac-12 He's got 55 carries for 369 yards, um, averaging 6.7 yards per carry. So he's really dangerous. And if, if the Utes allow him to run, then Arizona State's offense is going to be able to click the way that it likes to. Arizona State's offense runs a lot like Utah's. They like to go to their tight end. They like to go to their running back. Um, in fact, Rashad White, who was a second-team uh, all-pack 12 selection, he is their main guy. If you can stop White, you can stop this offense. White has uh, 77 carries for 421 yards and nine touchdowns. And he also leads the team in receptions with 24 catches for 226 yards. So he's a threat every time he touches the ball. Uh, the Sun Devils look for him all the time. He's their main target. If you, if you consider he's already got over 100 touches in their first six games. This is a guy that, as he goes, so goes the offense. If you can stop White and Daniels, get them out of their comfort zones, you should be able to stop this Arizona State offense. Another thing to mention is that I think a lot of people are overlooking with Cam Rising. He is a good runner. So far, he doesn't run it as often as, say, somebody like Jaden Daniels, but he's run it 16 times already in the two and a half games that he's played for 105 yards. The only other quarterback in the Pac-12 to average more yards per carry is Jaden Daniels. Uh, rising averages 6.6 .6 yards per carry, so about the same as Daniels. He just doesn't run it quite as much. And Rising has had a big run in every single game that he's played in so far. He had a, a run of 17 yards, 31, and 24 in the past three games. So he, he chooses when to run at the right times, and when he does run it, he gets big yards. So I really like that about Rising. Rising also has the highest passer rating right now in the Pac-12 at 154.8. He is just playing fantastic. It really does make you wonder if Rising would have been the day one starter, how the youth season would be going right now, and where they'd be ranked. Another thing to look at for the Utes that I look at is a positive. In their two losses, they've got losses against two teams that are right now ranked in the top 25. They've got Losses against two teams that have very solid defenses. Uh, BYU and San Diego State's defense have, have been a lot better than I think people expected. So not to give them excuses for those losses, but this is still a really good team. I think they proved that against USC. And I like their chances against Arizona State. I think this upcoming game is going to be a defensive fight, but I think Utah is still going to come with a lot of offensive firepower that they showed against USC. I don't think Arizona State's defense is as good as it looks on paper. Utah's at home. There's still going to be a lot of emotion. 
One thing that I don't like is how uh, Utah will have a lot less time to prepare for this game than Arizona State does. Arizona State played on Friday night, so they already had an extra day to prepare for this game against Utah. But on top of that, Utah's players are at the funeral today uh, in Texas for Aaron Lowe's funeral. So they lose today as a day that they would have to prepare. And this is where they should be. They should absolutely be there to support the family. Um, it's important to have that closure. It's important to pay their respects to their teammates. I think that there's no practice time that could make up for this type of a um, situation. They are where they should be, but they'll only have a few days to, to be prepared for Arizona State. Now, the last time Utah played Arizona State, they played them a lot like BYU did. They shut down Daniels. Um, Daniels had probably his worst game of his career, but that was two years ago. Daniels has improved. He's learned a lot. And uh, but Utah's going to have to have a similar game, and they're going to have to get that figured out quickly when they really will only have a few practices. I guess the the one positive side is at least it's a home game, um, so they'll have a little bit more time towards the end of the week to prepare than Arizona State will. Cannot wait for this game against Arizona State. Really want to see if what we saw against USC was a mirage. Was it a one-time emotional game? Um, or was this what we were going to start to see from the Utes moving forward? Can the Utes control their own destiny? Can they get this win against Arizona State and put themselves in the driver's seat to win the Pac-12 South? I think they can. My straight-up Utes prediction for this game is Utah 27, Arizona State 17. I just think that this Utah defense is going to bottle up Daniels um, I think that this this rush defense is starting to figure things out. They'll keep White in check. I think Rashad White's still going to have a decent game, but um, I think Daniels, they're going to be able to get the pressure on him. They're going to be able to contain his running, which will keep Arizona State from scoring a lot of points. I think Utah's offense will still be able to do a lot of what it did against USC. Not quite as well because certainly Arizona State's experienced defense will be able to contain their attack a little bit better than what USC was able to. But I just think that Utah is ready to go. Um, I like I like their chances this week. I like that they're at home. If this game was at Arizona State, I'd be a lot more concerned. Um, so yeah, it should be a great game. 8 o'clock Saturday night. It's going to be on ESPN. Um, it's a good time to be a Ute right now. So that's it for today. Thanks again for listening, and go Utes!